Hey, I'm Jules. And I'm Megan. And this is Lasting Looks. We take you behind the scenes of pop culture's most iconic looks. This week we talked to Mary Jane Fort, the costume designer for Mean Girls. When we started working on this episode, I realized how many big costume moments came out of this movie that we still see in pop culture today. I know it's hard to pick, but what is your favorite costume from the movie? Ooh, I think I have to say my favorite costume has to be the cool mom look. I love that outfit more and more. What is your favorite? It's really hard to pick. The cool mom is so good because Juicy Couture was having such a moment in the early 2000s, and I feel like it takes it to another level and it kind of solidifies the time period. I think that I would maybe pick the ex-wife costume that Katie wears at the Halloween party. I just think it's hilarious and it's such a creative take on what an ex-wife would look like. And I also think that Regina George's cutout tank top where all the girls copy her look because it's so ridiculous and it's exactly what would happen with a popular girl in high school. So I think it's brilliant, but it's so hard to pick. There's so many good moments. Oh, these are all so good. And it's so fun talking about all of them. So here's our interview with Mean Girls costume designer, Mary Jane Fort. Hi. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. We are so excited to talk to you today. We, um, well, you are delighted to ask. A lot of people in our journey of telling them what we're doing have said, oh my gosh, you have to do Mean Girls. So you are oh. a big hit and request oh. among our friends. So, Well, thank you. Um, I'm always happy to talk about Mean Girls. <laughs> oh my gosh, we are, we are so excited to talk about this. So right off the bat, we were saying when you read the script and you saw the word plastics, what came to your mind first of all? Because obviously looking back, it's perfect. Exactly everything they wore is the perfect plastics image. But how did you get there? Well, well, because you all know. It's, it's funny because I do a lot of these interviews, but not often with people in the world of, of costumes. So you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, in the initial part, you know, I've... We started, we just started our conversations, Mark Waters and um, Tina Fey and I, and I remember, do you, I don't know if you all remember the candy store, Dylan's Candy Bar. Oh, oh yeah. Yes. It was, it was a new candy store then, and you just would walk in it and kind of gasp. Um, and all, you know, with all the colors and all the, you know, everything. And so... And the, a lot of the candy, I think, looks like plastic. Um, and it's not really, people eat it, but to me, it's not really edible. So we, we kind of went from there with the colors of, um, and, you know, the shine and the sugary sweet kind of heightened reality of, of Dylan's candy bar. Now that you say that, that totally does. That totally makes sense. Yeah. But yeah. I also am obsessed with that answer. <laughs> I know you exactly. What? I love that answer because I know exactly what that place is. And it was like so <laughs> popular at that time. So I think that's yeah. so cool because I never put that together. But now that you say it, I can definitely see it. Well, so there you go. 
<laughs> um, wh- what were your in- initial ideas for the character of Janice? Because obviously she's so different from the plastics. Well, uh, you know, I wanted Janice to be, you know, not, uh, you know, different and um, very much an individual and, and, but not, um, you know, not scary or not because she's, I mean, she's a rebel, but she's not the kind that you would think would, you know, uh, hurt you. Right. <laughs> right. Um, she's, like a bit darker, yeah, but not too dark. Not scary. Yeah. Not too dark, not too dark because, you know, she is kind and she is funny and she's an artist and she's colorful, but, you know, I wanted her to be different enough, but not, and even with all of them, you know, because of what the story is and the way I think that everyone is very happy that it's held up. It's the, you know, the social situation, I think it's probably worse today, but uh, with social media, but it still exists, you know, cliques and peer groups of high school, of high school students. So every one of them, you know, we wanted them to be relatable. Right. Right. Yeah. Cause it's so, when you go through, when they even, they call out every group in that cafeteria, the look of each group, like, I feel like I, I'm, in, I'm in my own high school, but it is true. It was, you are so accurate with each of those groups and you can tell what without even, they didn't have to say this group, you would just know by looking at them by how they're dressed, what they were referring to. So I thought that was really well done is all your background and all of your, your clicks <laughs> were good. Thank you. Katie, when she was, starting she was coming from Africa and then she obviously had to evolve into a complete character journey and her first outfit I believe was that maroon shirt and jeans and that was her post moving back from Africa but the colors too I I feel like did it do you think about that a lot that first look she was in yes I mean I very much wanted to use colors in in her initial early palette that um that you wouldn't see her move into. And so I believe she had on that burgundy shirt and then she had a blue plaid. It's been a while. So yes. Uh, yeah. The <laughs> second one was a blue plaid, yep. <laughs> blue plaid shirt. Um, but you know, just sort of, but again, uh, she needs to, to be um, appealing and, you know, Lindsay's a very pretty girl. And so mm-hmm. we wanted it to be, you know, she had moved here from Africa, but in theory, it was based in a neighborhood of Illinois outside of Chicago. Yes, yes, we're very familiar with it. <laughs> so, you know, her mother took her to the mall and they picked out a few things, um, you know, for her to wear to school. Uh, but, and you know, that would be the organic story. So it would be something that that she would like and, and would still look good in. And, you know, I'm sure she was nervous on her first day and um, thought about her outfit, but she had no idea what she was walking into. Yeah, I think that was a perfect first outfit. When you see an outfit and you're like, what else? They couldn't be in anything else. I feel like that's when you know, like, you you did a good job because you can't visualize them wearing anything else. So. <laughs> <laughs> what I noticed when rewatching it and even when we thought about doing Mean Girls is it seems as though there's a lot of specific costume callouts in the script itself. For example... Yeah. When Miss Norberry says, my T-shirt is see-through, isn't it? When Damien says, oh, my God, look at Karen Smith's gym clothes. 
And obviously we all know on Wednesdays we wear pink. Um, and then right. also in the script that Katie borrows Damien's shirt. So right. is it, does that make it more difficult for you or is that better for you when it's specifically written into the script? No, I think it's better because I mean, we're telling a story and you know, if you do not have a good story to tell what an actor has to do or what I have to do, we might as well just go away. Um, there's no point. Um, and, you know, as they say in the theater, if it ain't on the page, it ain't on the stage. And that's sort of the same within film. If you're not working off of a good script, uh, you might as well, you know, just do whatever you want to do and go away. So we started with an excellent script that Tina wrote and, you know, she thinks of everything. And so I, I think, um, and my part of it is to help her tell the story that she envisioned. So, um, you know, the, the end product that you see is a collaboration with the writer, the director, and the actor. On that though, the Regina's mom, the cool mom tracksuit. How yeah. did you come to that? Cause that to this day, it honestly, it could be like a Halloween costume. It could be anything. Cause that is so specific and so well, hilarious. Again, you know, these were things that, um, were popular at the time and Juicy was a you know very new and popular brand but not for a 40 year old woman um so you know to stuff her in something like that we just thought I thought that was funny it's and, so funny you know, she it's tries so, so to wear funny. tries to wear you know her I'm sure you all knew mothers like that um, yes yeah. oh my gosh yes. like your daughters and um so that was uh you know, that was her, uh, that was her vibe. It was the perfect cool mom outfit. I was, I still, when she walks into the bedroom with that on, I still crack up to this day. And I've seen that movie 1 million times. Yeah. So. <laughs> it's just so perfect. We were talking about like, it's one of those ones where you couldn't see it as anything else. Now that it is the ju juicy tracksuit. like that is just such the perfect right. choice. Was there any other choices before you landed on that? Or was that like you read the script and you knew that's where you're going? Oh, like, there were because, you know, we had, we had many, many fittings and went through many renditions, you know, in the development of the character, you start at a certain place and you start putting things together and, um, and, and you find the character uh, with the actor. So I think that Amy and I, tr we, we tried a number of, you know, a number of different things. That was the, the best place to put that particular costume. Were you and Tina always kind of on the same page? Did you guys usually have the same vision or is there anything that you visualized and she completely wanted something else? No, no, we were very much on the, I mean, you would have to ask her, but we were very much, we were very much on the same page and, you know, she was great to work with and each one of the actors also, because to make each, every one of those four girls different um, yet similar, we all worked hard and carefully together to to make that happen well you did a great job <laughs> well thank you <laughs> another scripted moment was the halloween party where katie dresses up as an ex-wife and that's like just yeah. such a hilarious costume was that always the vision was that uh costume in particular detailed in the script as her wearing like a wedding dress that's bloody and or is that something you kind of came up with with the vision no, of I think next we wife? talked about it because we were like what is an ex-wife right. um, <laughs> so, 
And so we, we decided it would be funny if it was a bride with, you know, blood all over. Oh my gosh. So. It's so, that's such a hilarious, hilarious costume. Oh yeah. It's, and everyone else is so sexy and cute. And then there's her walking in. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah, well, and, yeah. And then again, you know, she didn't know she, she was going for the, and I think um, Katie thought she'd done a good job wearing a dress. Right. Um, right. You know, and she didn't realize she was supposed to just wear a fraction of a dress. Right. <laughs> <laughs> also, another thing that people still do to this day to mimic Mean Girls is the tank top cutouts. <laughs> where oh, they cut yeah. out the nipple. Was that scripted? Because they never discuss it. It just is a, like a montage. Again, I think it was, you know, a dis- like we were, we would talk about what can we do and how can we do it. And and I think that's where that came from. I don't I don't remember it being in the script. Because it's so funny. And then all the colored bras underneath and everyone. And all the background wearing the cutout yeah. <laughs> top. It's so hilarious. I love it so much. Okay. So another costume that is in the movie is the Jingle Bell Rock costumes. I feel like it's so hard to do Christmas because Christmas has been done so much. But you found a really great way to do a Christmas costume or Christmas themed thing. But make it so unique. I wanted it to be something that, that in theory they could have put together. You know, they could have, and, and they did the, the tank tops I bought. And, um, I think I had the skirts, I had the skirts made and then, you know, the knee high boots we bought, but I wanted it to be something that it would look like that they had put their costumes together themselves. Um, yeah, that makes sense. Cause they know, have the little black, ribbon bow belt and then the little yeah the fringe on the fur what is thinking of the word fur (laughs) marabou yeah on the across their chest yeah yeah you're right they did i think i bought i bought the tank tops and then you know we went to joanne's or whatever and uh, had them trimmed out in marabou and then uh i saw a skirt similar to that in I don't know, like a stripper store or something. <laughs> I thought, oh, that looks interesting. <laughs> I think I like the plasticky, you know, the plastic feel to it. So we, yeah, we have made. I think they're so hilarious because they're very sexy. Like you could have taken them and put them in Jingle Bell Rock costumes and they could be cute and pretty but the the sexy factor makes it even more hilarious because obviously like the dance that they do is very sexy and the parents are a little like ooh. so i think the costumes like take that part to another level it's really funny (laughs) we we read on the internet that Lindsay lohan said that she was looking for pink ugg boots for the scene where the girls are walking down the hall together in their skirts um, and we were wondering if that was true or if that you had heard that she was trying to add those to her outfit or if that was anything that was ever discussed with you. I know she said in the interview that she never ended up finding the boots. And it's actually hilarious because she was saying that she was trying to find them on the Internet. And at the time, it was much harder to find things on the Internet, not just like Amazon now where you just have it show up the next day. So I was wondering if you ever heard that rumor and if it was true and if uh, you ever considered it. I'm not sure I have the same memory that she has. <laughs> um, but, you know, she's younger, so her memory might be better than mine. <laughs> I don't recall that. 
<laughs> or maybe it was something she just went off and did by herself and never mentioned it. And, and you know, yes, you know. that's possible. Yeah, I just <laughs> thought that was a very, but... <laughs> very interesting uh, story. Not one that I remember, but um, <laughs> but as I said, she might have a better memory than I did. Yeah. <laughs> it's been twenty years, I think. I mean, I could it's totally see the plastics wearing pink Uggs. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it goes with the look. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so um, spring fling. Yes. Re- Regina George looked still beautiful with her head piece injury neck brace. Yeah, what would you call it? I don't neck even brace, know. Maybe <laughs> that neck brace. I know. <laughs> and the flowers on it, and then the dress. Talk to us about that because that dress was the one that didn't fit her, and then yeah. she got she fit it at the first spring fling. Yeah. But was that look? When you first picking it, did you work around that neck brace? That, I mean, it's so good. Oh, yeah. No, I, we had, to, I mean, but that was before I designed that dress. I, you know, I needed, I was like, what does this neck brace look like? And so, again, that is, a, of course, a prop. He brought in a number of different things. So we had to land upon, and I think that really and truly, that I mean, they wanted the most ridiculous looking neck brace. <laughs> that, that one could could have and so that's what that one is um that so I don't and and so from that um you know we I went from the neck brace and uh you know sort of went backwards into yeah. the dress and then you know decorating the um the uh, I don't know what you call that the skull yeah the flowers um, takes it over the top yeah. it's oh and then so her good. mom like pulling it apart to make it look better was so funny so funny okay also it was spring flame janice and damien yeah. both had those purple tuxedos that kind of yeah. i think were perfectly random like because mm-hmm. i love that they dressed as a pair and i love that they were purple but uh, you got to talk to us how those came to be well, again, we were trying to figure out, like, what could it be and what could they look like and how, you know, what, how could they mirror each other yet still look like the characters that they were without looking ridiculous. And I think I found those, I think I found those in a thrift store. Oh, my gosh. They're so funny. I love them so much. That's, <laughs> that's an amazing find if you found that in a thrift store and then you were I able think to found- fit it. Two of those, and yeah, I know. Oh my God, they're hilarious. One of those things, well, you you all know as costumers, you you go to thrift stores sort of as a like a way to gather, or I do anyway, as a way to gather ideas, and you pick up various pieces here and there, and then sometimes you'll run across something like, oh my God, look at this, and that's what that was. I think I had, you know, I don't know, in traveling around, I think this was shot in Toronto. Um, I, at some point, not even actually thinking that, that I thought, where do you find two purple tuxedos? Um, and I think we picked them up and then when we were coming back around to what could they be and how, how should that look? Um, we, that was one of the things we tried on and decided it worked. Yeah, they were awesome. 
And I, again, something you can't imagine them in anything else now that they were in those. <laughs> so perfectly them. Um, so recently, Ariana Grande paid tribute to the movie in her video, Thank You Next, um, and had Kris Jenner in the juicy tracksuit, like G- Regina George's mom. Um, and there's Mean Girls merchandise everywhere. Every time I go even to like Kohl's or someplace like that, I always see Mean Girls stuff. And there's Mean Girls Day, which is October 3rd, and everybody's supposed to wear pink. Um, right. How did it f- feel to work on something that is such a huge part of pop culture history? Well, it's, I mean, I'm, I'm, I find it very, I mean, I'm very flattered. I, you know, I love what I do. And that particular movie was another one of the things that I love. And I'm just happy that it is held up and that it is something that other people still look at and enjoy. Um, when you started this project and when you read the script, did you ever think it would become as huge as it has become over time? No, not at all. <laughs> I mean, I knew it was good. Right. I knew it was a good script. I mean, it was a good script. It was a great script. Um, so that I knew. But, you know, you never really know. You never really know. I think you, when one works, if you're lucky enough to love what you do, you work in the moment. And then you know, my part of it is finished and off we go. Well, you what you did with costumes was amazing. And I think that if you showed anyone just a quick clip of just not even face, just costumes, everyone would know right away. It was Mean Girls just from your work. So I think that that is so cool. And as two costumers, we really look up to you as a costume designer. Oh, thank you so much. Well, you know what? And I'm, I'm happy that everyone enjoys it. But from as a costume designer, as you all also being costumers, it means even more. So I'm, I'm very... Uh, very grateful. So thank you. Well, thank you. I also think like what you've done with that movie played a huge part in the the remembered aesthetic of the early 2000s. And totally. I think that is so cool because I see so many accounts, like Instagram accounts from younger people where they're very obsessed with the early 2000s. Like we're talking young people who weren't even alive during that time. Um, And they are sad that they missed out on that period of pop culture. And I think Mean Girls plays a huge part because there's a young audience who appreciates that movie now. And I think a big part of it is the costumes and the look. And it gives you such a great feeling. Yeah, it's aesthetically fun. It's awesome. So thank you for your work and sharing it with oh. <laughs> Well, again, you know, I'm, I'm happy that I'm happy that everyone enjoys it. Um, and that is that it, you know, continues to be um, something that interests uh, others. And again, that has a lot to do with the story because the story is so relatable. Do you have a favorite costume from that movie? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Can't pick one. Um, no. It was, you know what? It was great fun to do. It was just a, you know, uh, every part of it. It was a lot. Um, takes place in a calendar year, so you all would know as set costumers. Right. You know, not only did the girls each have about thirty changes, so did everyone in the classroom. So, yeah, right. Um, so it was a lot. It was a lot of clothes. Um, yeah. So every time it was a new day, you know, there was a new. 30 other people had to change and sometimes several times a day when you would shoot right. you know, jump around from scene to scene so 
the set costumers got their their work out on that one as well. <laughs> I know. Sometimes Jules and I watch things and we're like, whoa, they that is a lot of work. That That's <laughs> a big scene. That's a lot of background. That's a lot of, yeah, yeah, we think about all those things for sure when we watch movies. Yeah. What is the show that you all are doing, that you do? We work on Chicago Med. Oh, okay. Yeah, bloody medical things right. and scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> Not like Well, I'm here else. doing a pilot. So oh, nice. what is yeah. the pilot? It's called The Big Leap. Ooh, and okay. It's, um, we were here pre-COVID. Okay. And, down and then just came back this wow. weekend. So, no. Well, I hope you guys stay safe Ooh. and stay healthy because... Well, we, we hope so too. And we hope you all do too. Thanks. Yes, we are. Every day we keep our fingers crossed that we get to keep moving forward. So, Where is your office? It's Cinespace. We're, yeah, oh, so we're in Chicago, but yeah. We're- oh, you're at Cinespace too? Yeah, I was going to say pop up and say hello. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're, we're um, you know, yeah, we're there. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure, I guess. We, I mean, we were there before. I think now we're taking the Fargo offices, maybe. I don't know. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. But I'm unsure. Okay. But well, and we'll be here until, until December, so. Oh yeah, we'll have to come back. Yeah, we would love to come say hi. We have a coffee. We are there a lot. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I know obviously you're probably so busy, but we really, really appreciate you talking to us. Yeah, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Looking forward to meeting you and seeing you soon. We all know it's been a tough year for small business. That's why instead of ads on our podcast, each week we will feature a small business that we love for free. Speaking of small business, you want to know what small business I love, Jules? Walker Brothers Pancake House. Want to feel like a spring fling queen? Visit Walker Brothers Pancake House. Walker Brothers has proudly been serving the north suburbs of Chicago for more than 50 years. Try their apple pancakes and freshly squeezed orange juice. Visit one of their seven locations today, including Arlington Heights, Glenview, Highland Park, Lake Zurich, Lincolnshire, Schaumburg, and Wilmette. We just want to give a special shout out to Sean Schuyler for the music and producing this podcast. Please make sure to rate and subscribe. Also, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Podcast. I'm so proud of us. <laughs>